So me and Josh decided to make a podcast about a few days ago and we went back in time and posted the episodes that you heard earlier on um, because like when those happened, me and Josh saw accessory to thought and we were like, well, look at this podcast. And then we realized that's actually us. So then we were like, well, let's make a podcast. And then we went back in time and then we did that sort of time travel loop kind of thing yeah. where we ended up meeting ourselves from the past just discovering the podcast but yeah. then realized that we were us making the podcast josh didn't even recognize himself because he wasn't didn't have the beard at the time yeah um and i was crying so like you know that's time travel in and itself basically um we should do an episode on time travel and yeah, yeah. it would be good <laughs> cue the intro music Okay, so we'll go right now. Right. Okay. Hello, welcome to Accessory to Thought. Uh, this is going to be continu- continuation of the Moses series. Um, you can watch any episodes of this series, and you won't be able to. You won't have to watch the previous one. That's the way it's going to go about it. So, just FYI. But today's episode is going to be about the burning bush. Now, um, I have a lot to say about this i can see that um i'm gonna try and keep it as to the point as possible i'm not very good at that and but please keep keep tuned because i'm actually gonna end up talking about dragons in this Woo! yeah dragons so i'll get we'll just get stuck into it uh, i'm gonna read the passage of the burning bush just the start of it it's okay. so exodus 3 verse 1 to 6 the burning bush Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, "I I will turn aside to see the great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place of which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Okay, so so we've got a few things. A bush on fire, and it's the and it's the angel of the Lord, right? So it's the God's presence is the fire, and the fire, although it's surrounding the bush, it's not burning the bush, right? So it's burnt, but burning, but not it's not consumed by the fire. So these are a few interesting points. Okay, please bear with me here. No um, so why is it burning? Why is it fire? Okay, well the spirit of uh, of God or heavenly things are always depicted uh, by by some sort of like a wind or a fire and I'm going to be quoting the Bible a lot in this episode so uh, I'm going to be I'll quote the day of Pentecost yeah uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit when the day of Pentecost arrived they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a loud uh, a sound like a mighty rushing wind see that was that wind and it befilled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues of fire as appear 
as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So this massive wind came and and they were filled, the fire rested on them, right? And they're filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? So this is the pattern we're trying to, trying to expose here, okay? Uh, and also just even the, still thinking with Exodus, you know, the whole pillar of cloud, pillar of fire, right? So that's the wind and the fire, right? Uh, let me just quickly go to Psalm 104. I'm going quite quick in this. Um, Psalm 104, verse 4. He makes his messengers winds and mi and his ministers a flaming fire. Okay, so there's that wind and fire. Now, that's quite strange. Why is, why is God fire? Why is he wind? Um, we will probably, hopefully you'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. But um, that's just to get the idea across. This is, this is something that is normal. This is, this is always, God is always portrayed this way. Now, why is the why is the burning bush not consumed? It's this idea that the the person or whoever it is they they have the Holy Spirit in them, right? But they're not destroyed by that, right? There allows them to. So think back to the, the heaven and hell episodes. I'd said about hell and heaven, they're pretty similar ideas. It's just the presence of God in all things. Only hell would be the presence of God, but you're burning up. You're like a bush that's being burnt by the fire. And then heaven would be your burning bush that isn't burnt by the fire because you've got you've got the presence of God within you, right? Yeah. Now, um, you think right. This is a very common pattern. This is this is it's throughout the whole Bible. This pattern is. Um, lays itself forth um i'm gonna quickly flick to the the book the life of moses uh if i can find it here uh so from the from this we learn also the mystery of the virgin the light of divinity which through birth shone from her uh, into human life did not consume the burning bush even as the flower of her virginity was not withered by giving birth so if you think about um uh, the virgin mary it's the same idea as the burning bush i just quickly oh dear hopefully i don't need that <laughs> quickly flick to luke luke chapter 2 verse 34 35 and mary said to the angel how will this be since i'm a virgin and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So it's just plainly said there again. Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, So she is, uh, she symbolizes the burning bush. And I'm not just speaking like my ass here, because if you look at old um, Christian iconography, that depicts the burning bush scene and sometimes uh, the bush is just blatantly swapped out for the Virgin Mary holding Christ it's I mean that's how that's how much these are linked together um, Mary is the 
bush and marries 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 the bush bush crosses the flame. It's the exact same thing. Okay. And her virginity was not destroyed in that process, which is the whole idea of the burning bush that was not consumed. The spirit of the bush essentially wasn't consumed by the spirit of God. In fact, it just went together. Yeah. Yeah, you can think about it like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, uh, oh well, here's I'll I'll go back to that again. The well, the flower of her virginity was not destroyed. Is that? I'm going very fast here. Uh, even as the flower of her virginity was not withered by giving birth. So if you can think about it like a flaming far flower. Oh, look at that. Is that ringing any bells? It's our logo. Right? Way. <laughs> well, you've you've got a wee bit of insight of what our logo means. Uh, and you've got a wee bit of insight of uh, the last episode of Moses. I talked about the feminine I, as being a flower that's on top of the mountain. That's exactly the burning bush story. It's this bush that's on top of the mountain that is on fire and not being consumed. Right? It's this feminine figure. Right, mm. so um, believe it or not, I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> right, this is this is, this is this is deeply biblical stuff now. Um, now, uh, if we quickly flick to Daniel, uh, three verse eight, the same sort of story. Uh, so this is the the fiery furnace. So I quickly give a wee rundown. So Nebuchadnezzar wanted Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego to. Uh, this sound of music, uh, worship this golden figure of uh, of King Nebuchadnezzar, and they refused. So this is what happens. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face changed against uh, against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of all his army to. Uh, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the, fir- the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning uh, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counsellors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door and of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High uh, God, come come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, and governors, and the, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not uh, had not had any power over the bodies of of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their clothes was not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel uh, and delivered his servants. He trusted in him 
and set aside the king's command and yielded uh, up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So it's this, it's the exact same story. And it's basically, these guys, they're not harmed by the fire because they've got the presence of God with them at all times. Um, I'm going very fast because um, I've got a lot to say and I don't want to take no, up good pace. too much time. But do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah, any yeah. questions? Um, no, you've been very clear. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Um, and then just to quickly, quickly go through a few other examples, like the very image of Christ in the flesh is a burning bush, because he's got this, he's got this earthly aspect, this this flesh, right? But it's not consumed by his divinity, right? He's he allows. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's not consumed. He's not like he's just a normal guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he he has that divine characteristic. Also, uh, the Christ on the cross, that is another image of the burning bush, the cross being like a feminine uh, aspect, and then uh, hosting the the spirit of God, yet you know, the cross was not like, completely obliterated by holding God of all creation. <clears throat> yeah. um, also, the, the Jesus in the stable, uh, in the cave, or slash cave, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's the same thing. Um, also, his, his uh, resurrection, you know, if you can imagine this idea of, so the earth is represented, is rep- feminine and the earth. Are the, the, the earth is a feminine, I can't, can't speak, represents femininity, okay? Mother nature. Yeah, so if you imagine this idea of this, he's in the earth and that is able to host uh, the spirit of God. Uh, I'm just going through these really quickly. Like, um, so the, we've got the pattern. The pattern is a feminine figure hosting the light slash spirit of God. Okay, and also just on a wee side note, uh, also maybe you've no- noticed it's also the remove the moving of coverings. The closer you get to the top of the mountain. So, if I go really quick here, uh, life of Moses. That light teaches us that uh, what we must do to stand within the rays of the true light, sandaled feet, cannot ascend the height where the light of truth is seen. But the dead and earthly coverings of the skins, which was placed around our nature at the beginning, when we were found naked because of disobedience to the divine will, must be removed from the feet of the soul. When we do this, the knowledge of the truth will result and manifest itself. The full knowledge of being comes about by purifying our opinion concerning non-being. Now, if you thought that was complicated, I'm not going to read the next few paragraphs because, <laughs> my goodness. <clears throat> uh, so we got this idea that it, feminine figure hosting the um, spirit of God, and it's not damaged by that hosting of it. And also, to do that, you have to rem- remove all coverings. You need to devote 
you expose yourself, okay? So if you think about it, hell is basically um, the presence of God, but you're not, you're rebelling against that. You're not, you're, you're, you're going away, you're, you're wanting your own way, right? But that doesn't really make sense. And you're just like this self-refuting kind of thing. Uh, it's just you're being burned up by it. That's that's what that's what it means. And if you think back to, I mean, it just mirrors back to the Garden of Eden. Okay, they went down the mountain. They went away from the presence of God. They had then they had to put on the coverings of animal skins to protect themselves from the death using death to protect themselves from the death of the world. But when you return up the mountain. To the to the point that everything revolves itself around you need you need to set away those coverings, or else you will be burned up. Do you understand that? Yes. Uh, do you have a wee question though? Please. You are talking about femininity a lot. I'm yep. not. I'm not. I I see the link with um obviously the Virgin Mary, but I don't see how a bush across Garden of Eden Earth can be feminine it's all structural okay so anything that something that is above is masculine something that below is feminine but that's there's isn't a moral aspect to that that's just it's just purely structural um the, if we want if we we're going into feminine and masculine this it's gonna completely derail everything but um yeah. oops um do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the, the feminine is something that it fills up. It's, it's it has substance, and uh, masculine is something that has direction. It's not of a substance. It's, does that so make sense? Femininity is a vessel to carry something. Masculinity is um, the thing that carries the vessel. Well, well, femininity is also um, you can also describe it as chaos. In, in a sense, uh, because I'll get on to I'll get I'll explain <laughs> a wee bit more of it later, well, later on when I get to the dragon part. Okay. Um, okay. So that I, I was just thinking I was just drawing out these some of these ideas. Okay, because a lot of this comes to me when I draw out the ideas, and then eventually so I drew the image of Jonah being spat out by the whale, the the repentant Jonah. So if you just sit back, close your eyes, imagine this this uh, this picture. So you've got a big sea creature, okay, and this characteristic of this thing that's characterizes death, this thing that's characterizes chaos, right? It's a feminine figure as well. It represents, and then if you think about it as an icon, right, with the halos and all. So Jonah's got like a halo. So he's got this light, right? The pres, this the spirit of God. And it's coming out of the mouth of this fish. And I was like, hold on a minute. Sea creature breathing light, that's a dragon right there. And I was like, well, that's very interesting. Because um, that's that's the opposite pattern, right? If you've got the Christ pattern, you've also got the Antichrist pattern. But in the Antichrist pattern, it refers back to Christ. So it's a self-refuting inverse pattern of Christ. And, you know, dr the dragon is representing the Satan, the devil, mm. right? All these things, which is the Antichrist. So I thought that was very interesting. And if you're questioning me if dragons in the Bible do actually breathe fire, 
I will quickly refer to Job 41, 18 to 21. So this is talking about Leviathan, this sea creature, this sea dragon. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth goes, go flaming torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils comes forth smoke, as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath, brained, his breath kindles coals, and a flame comes forth from his mouth. That's not a dragon. I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're thinking about, so I'm, if you, I'm imagining this dragon. It's the inverse uh, pattern of the burning bush, and a burning bush is also merry. And if you think back to episode three, I've already linked the two. Uh, the dragon, the dragon, represents pretty much the same thing as the version in the tower that it's protecting. Okay. Okay. Or the the horde of gold, or whatever. But I think it's better to think about it as the the virgin in the tower. Okay, and I also I was also thinking in other cultures like the, the Sphinx and a, a Griffin, they're pretty much dragons. Uh, they're like a cross between a lion and like a eagle, mm. or like a human, and then like a dragon uses this like cross between a snake as well, but. But they all do the same thing. They're all like trickster characters. I think the griffins sort of branched out. They some represent something a wee bit different. But like back in the day, they all represented something, some trickster aspect. The Sphinx, the Sphinx, they ask questions, right? If you get it wrong, you die. If you get it right, you live. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this life and death aspect, and then I'm pretty sure it's the same with the griffin as well. Uh, and the griffins also have a, like a nest of gold. Which is the same idea as a dragon hoarding gold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to, you have to, you get life by answering the enigma, and you get death if it's incorrect. And if you answer a dragon, you get correctly, you get the virgin. If you answer incorrectly, you get devoured by the dragon. Does that make sense? Say that line again. So, how to defeat a dragon? Answer. Give the correct answer. Okay, and you get the virgin. That's that's what it means. What if you, an, if you answer death correctly, you get life. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's what that okay, means. Okay. okay, dragon, death, the virgin, life. Okay. Yes. But they they're they are sort of made of the same sort of stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. No, I no. So we've got that. Laid down. Now onto the stuff I find really, really interesting. Oh yes. Okay. I just fired all the way through that. So if you imagine I've got you've got this idea of a dragon, which I'm trying to set forth as an inverse burning bush. Okay. I th- you think you know what 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 best to kill a dragon than a knight? Okay. And what what best would a knight use other than the armor of God? Okay. Now, if I just quickly flick to one of your favorite passages in the Bible, Ephesians. Oh, yes. If I can find it. Ephesians 10. That's it. Ephesians, Ephesians, is it Ephesians 6.10 or Ephesians 6.10? Yeah, 6.10. Right. The whole armor of God. Finally. Be strong in the Lord 
and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on to the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the re- put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now this is very interesting. Yes, I was, it is. No, it's my I was, favorite passage. <laughs> no, I was going on his this thinking, oh, that's very interesting. A dragon. Uh, I never thought that would have been uh, come out of the burning bush. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll see if this is just my crackhead conspiracy going on here, or if the other, if the rest of the Bible actually holds fast to this. Now, this is very interesting. So what protects you? You've got a knight fighting a dragon. What protects you from the fire, right? Shield. Shield. Right? Now, if I get there, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. It says it right there, man. Flame. Yeah, it says it right there. You take a shield, right? The evil one, the dragon... Right, extinguish all the flaming darts, mm. right, or the the breathing fire, uh, the breath of fire, mm. right, and what's it done through faith? It's done through faith. Mm. That's killer, man. In Pilgrim's Progress, it's uh, killer. Yeah, in Pilgrim's Progress, Christian takes up his armor after I forget visiting the wee town, but they kit him out in the armor of God, and the very next chapter he faces against the Polyon, which means pretty much devil a terrible one right it's the exact it's literally the exact same stories in 610 he, he, he fights this, this 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 satan this devil and it's just pretty much the that's the inspiration of where that scene came from i'm pretty sure john pipe is it oh, wait, what was this yeah but that's crazy right to think about it and if you think about the difference between heaven and hell what's the difference it, it's it's sort of it's faith right it's faith in god mm. That's it's like you're having faith in the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, okay, and that's that's the thing that allows you to not just be burnt up by the fire, but to thrive in the fire, okay, be built up by it. Now, and what best to kill uh, a dragon other than with a sword? And this is also very interesting. Verse seventeen, and take take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, uh, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. Right? So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this, the faith is the thing that saves, and this, which saves you from the fire. And the spirit, which is also the fire, is the thing that kills. Mm-hmm. So through fire, you're killing the thing that is trying to kill you with fire. 
which is very interesting. And if I just flick to Revelation, I'm going all over the place. Like, this is crazy. Revelation 1, 14, 16. The hair, this is describing the vision of the Son of Man. The hairs of his head were white, like like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. So we've got similar imagery by uh, referring to Leviathan, because it's probably his eyes. Uh, his eyes were like a flame of fire. It's the same sort of image that Leviathan was like. The eyes had the light of dawn or something like that. Mm. And also, from his mouth came the sharp two-edged sword. Okay, it's the word, the spoken word, the logos, right? The sword. The thing that you s- you slay the dragon with. Yeah, for me, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, what what kept them out of the garden? The angel with the flaming sword. Yeah. So, you know, there's a link there as well. But yeah, continue. And so through fire, the dragon is slain. The very thing that makes a dragon dangerous, which is, again, this self-refuting aspect of the Antichrist. It's the, a dragon that breathes fire, which is Satan, is killed with fire, the Holy Spirit, right? Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And the shield of faith, um, faith that saves you from the burning fire. So it's, it's burning, but not consumed. Now, again, if you think I'm some sort of crackhead conspiracy theorist, let's just flick to somewhere else. What would be what would be more uh, different than uh, Paul's uh, writings? Maybe the Book of David would be a good guess. The Book of David. Daniel. Daniel sorry, yeah. <laughs> I get those words mixed up. <laughs> uh, Daniel seven nine eleven. Uh, I might skip. I'll skip some of this. Uh, just just verse eleven. I looked then. I looked to them because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. Right? The dragon was slain, right? And it was thrown into the fire. The thing that they, you know, the dragon is dangerous before, right? And let's just flick back to the New Testament and Acts. Right, so Paul's visiting Malta here. And you think, right, well, these are just Old Testament stuff, or maybe that's just Revelation. Well, this isn't this is an Acts, okay? Acts 28, it's the same pattern. Uh, 28, verse 1 to 7. Paul on Malta. After we were bought, brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they, ki- they kindled a fire and welcomed us all. Because it had begun to rain and was cold, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on uh, the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, which is true. Though he escaped from the sea, justice has not, but that's justice with a capital J, 
that be God's justice, uh, has not allowed him to live. He, however, took off the creature into the uh, into the fire. He shook off the creature into the fire, and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead, but when they were waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. It's the same story, man, every mm. single time, right? So Paul, saved by three at face, he faced the serpents, right, and because you know he was he was a murderer right justice did not you know uh not uh, lose its way with him right justice find his way but he, he was saved by faith and the serpent was burning the fire right he prevailed against the serpents and their demise was the fire a correct answer was given to death does that make sense to you 100 percent mate so, let's see, I'm almost, I'm almost finished here. So he is saved through faith, and he prevent, pre- prevailed against the serpents, and their demise with the fire, a correct answer was given to death. Death's enigma. Now, uh, if I go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of all things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen right and this whole passage it talks about the whole old testament stories about how everything they did was possible by faith and i'll read verse 32 because it sums up and what more what more shall i say for time would not fail me to tell of gideon barak samson uh, jephthah of david's and samuel and of the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms Enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the uh, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Right. So is it this again. So faith is the only way all this is is, is happens. Right. Mm. If I quickly go to Matthew. I'm going very quick. Is that all right? Yeah, mate. You understanding everything? I do. That's good. Matthew 10, verse 39. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Very interesting. And let me go to a completely different place in the Bible. Isaiah 66, verse 24. And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, for their worms shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. These sort of mean the same thing. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever, you know, and they've got an example of the people who, people who are trying to preserve their own life, trying, uh, trying to preserve their own way against God. They've lost their, their life, right? And uh, for their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, right? They've answered the dragon incorrectly and they received death by the fire instead of life by the fire. Mm. For they, they have rebelled, grasping their own lives, their own way. Does this all make sense to you? Yeah. Happy days. So... 
I'll, I'll sort of... I feel like, Josh, you've just cracked the Bible, mate, and then we're going to ascend into heaven any second. Yes. <laughs> God's going to be like, ah, 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 ah. Not, not, not yet, not yet. So uh, I've written a wee poem. Oh. Because I just write my, stuff, and then it's like, oh, that, that should be like a poem. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'll sum everything I just said. For what can a dragon do to me? It cannot burn me, for I am a son of fire. And if the winged death would devour me, a pointless endeavour, for I've already died. What disaster, what harmlessness. It is no more. The enigma, the enigma has been answered, and the answer was not lacking. And from its decay brings life, the first fruits of the garden. So what is the conclusion? Lay down your own life at the foot of the cross, the archetypal burning bush. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Ephesians 2.8 So instead of being destroyed by the fire, that is the spirit, you are built up by it. So hold fast to the shield of faith and to the sword of the spirit, that you may become yourself a burning bush. Or do you not know that your own body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 And that is fitting with Exodus 3. Amen. And glory be to the one that is. There we go. There we go. So uh, hopefully that made sense. I didn't go too fast. No, I did. Do you have any questions? The idea behind the dragon, and if we obviously touched about that in our dragons episode, where we sort of went further into debating what kind of dragons we face, how to conquer them. And um, so just to remind people, when we face dragons, how do you conquer them, Josh? When you face dragons... Take up the shield of faith. There we go. And you slay it with the word of God. And uh, 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 an armor piece that is greatly overlooked is the belt of of, of truth. Um, some people may not know this, but armor back then, the 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 whole breastplate and the sort of everything was held together with just this big belt that sort yep. of clipped together. <clears throat> and if you took off your belt, essentially everything would fall off. Um, and it's always it's named belt of truth like everything must be true so that it all holds Unless together if, you're, if you do not put on the belt of truth your life will unravel exactly um, you may have a helmet of salvation or you know a shield of faith but without truth you are susceptible to all kinds of damage because yeah you have a shield but it also provides you with a helmet and shoes and and uh, breastplate, yeah. You know, you need the. Ho- it's, it says over and over again the whole armor of God, not just a sword. You know, a good example I think of someone who just had the sword was was Peter, because uh, you know he sliced off a guy's ear, yeah, but he believed in so much in Jesus, in his in his discipleship, in his questioning, in his relationship with Jesus that all he wanted was the sword to be the defender to be the 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 avenging sort of vigilante of of jesus and it was only later that peter discovered the whole armor of god i think 
and uh, so he's he reminds me of that kind of aspect of it um but yeah pretty pretty very satisfying <laughs> really really satisfying i can see i can see why you're, you're pleased the your notes there it's very satisfying to hear how everything literally links it reminds me of your laptop background everything just yes linking together um very very good yeah. uh, another question i had was um about because i'm i'm concerned not really concerned because i understand it but for the people listening to this this clear masculinity femininity kind of thing i know it's 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 quite difficult to understand in terms of obviously thought and you know some people are going to be listening to this just in their beds or whatever and then we're going to hear me talking about you know or hear us talking about masculinity and femininity and stuff but when you were talking about the you know flower top of the mountain virgin mary these kinds of things i would say and obviously like i mean i agree with everything that you've said there i can understand that but in terms of the people listening is not the combination between that holy fire which is the spirit with what you say the bush the cross eden human would that not be humanity because humanity would not be what would it not be humanity and not femininity the 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 relationship between the fire and the things that don't burn up so mary being human carrying the the flame not burning up um the idea of ben this this isn't just a single pattern this is a fractal pattern right yeah so uh the church which is every supposed to be everyone Mm. right is it plays a feminine role in relation to christ yes right yeah the uh, the bride yeah it's it's a fractal pattern mate yeah okay yeah so what you've yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it 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 continues on yeah and it shows i don't that. mean men and women yeah, yeah yeah of course of course of course that but in terms of just being a christian being a christian is being a burning your, bush being a burning bush being feminine in that aspect not right not, not, not the aspect in relation of, to the holy spirit in relation to the holy spirit we are feminine not females <laughs> yes right okay yeah i get it that's all right okay and that also explains are we burning flower for you listening <laughs> um, in part anyway yeah no very good josh yeah even um, if you look at my thumbnails for youtube i always I literally looked at your thumbnails i was like oh oh actual thumbnails actual thumbnails. um the thumbnails for youtube just look at the picture i'm always trying to tell a story here it was the first one the uh first of the ones with this logo anyway mm. what was it uh masculinity let the look at the top of the mountain i had that burning flower there yeah it's the same story what was the the one before this um mm-hmm. what was it? i forget um, it was the uh, materialism, materialism. Right? where did I put the burning floor I put the centre of the atom because it's the thing that everything revolves around right mm. the top of a mountain is the same as the centre right where does the mountain start it doesn't start at the foot it starts at the top okay if you think of a point starting growing from the ground yeah yeah. the point is where it started at oh, okay? right. everything yeah, else yeah, came yeah. from there yeah if you think about the one last 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 one's episode um as someone leap, taking a leap, right? Where is he chasing? The burning flower. Mm-hmm. Everything's a story, man. 
everything, man. Anyway, well, thank you for listening to thank this episode much. of Accessory to Thoughts. Yeah. Hopefully, I didn't go too fast, and hopefully, you can consider the things uh, I've said today. And as always, um, send us a wee message or two. Um, definitely like, subscribe, comment. We love comments. And um, yeah, share as well. Get more people listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we wish you a very good day. Oh, it's my birthday today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Josh. I woke up. T- I only realized it was my birthday at like 10 a.m. I was like, oh, wait. It's my birthday. Yeah. You're a man now, Josh. You just forget now that it's yep. your birthday. Yep. It's like, oh, look, I'm 19 now. Yeah. Nice. Hi. Right. Thank Happy you for watching. Josh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, right? Watching, listening. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.